1: You have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight e i g h percent. Eight percent.
2: Eight e i g h percent. Not e i g h t. E i g h. They pay eight percent. Billionaires in taxes. And tell me. On your S-corporations that you sent up to cover up your, uh, your communist Chinese money, Mr. President, what percentage did you pay on that? He sets up two S-corporations, he and Dr. Jill. They set them up so they don't have to pay Obamacare taxes and Medicare taxes. So he paid zero on all the funds that flowed through the S-corporations. He's never released the tax reser- returns on those S-corporations. You know how much they paid? Zero, Z-E-R, zero. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. Do you think the federal government has enough money? He says the average billionaire, we have a thousand, and pays 8% on their federal income tax. Now, why is that deceiving? Because you might have corporations that are paying zero. Why? Because they lost money during the pandemic they don't have net income on which to pay federal income taxes. So it's all a game. It's all very, very deceiving. Our problem in this country isn't taxes and tax rates. Our problem in the country is even if you give them everything they want, it's not going to be enough. Even if you give them 100%, it's not going to be enough. Because the Democrat Party exists by stealing money from you in the private sector and spending it themselves so there's biden at the major economics forum at the white house today what it should be called is the major economics illiteracy forum because he's a moron but that said i want you to hear some of the things he has to say cut to go
1: with these actions the united states is on track to achieve a 1.5 degree aligned goal of cutting emissions by 50 to
2: 52 percent by 20 he has no idea what he's saying none (sighs) yeah The US is on track to achieve a 1.5 degree aligned goal or cutting emissions by 50 to 52 percent by 2030 does anybody have any idea what that means and what is that based on which research which scientist where does this come from this stuff it comes from nowhere nowhere I remember when everybody cared about the Amazon. Everybody here remember when they cared about the Amazon? I remember when they did. And remember, it was global cooling, and the Amazon's dying. By the way, I am broadcasting from the Ronald Reagan Ranch Center in the middle of Liberalville, Santa Barbara. This is a fantastic place. I'm sitting here looking at President Reagan's Jeep that he used at his ranch. I'll be at the ranch tomorrow for a huge event, 25th anniversary of the Young Americans Foundation, YAF, uh, acquiring the property, which could have been sold to some private developer or something, but they came in and they saved it. Uh, And if you folks wanna learn more about this uh, conference center, it's unbelievable. You can actually come here free of charge. You go to yaf.org, yaf.org. It's one of our great sponsors as well. And there's other things I'm looking at here, Uh, the chair that President Reagan sat in when he made calls to heads of state, just all kinds of cool things. A big chunk of the wall that came down uh, in Berlin, Uh, maybe we can use that on the southern border, maybe we can use a piece of that. That wall seemed to work, didn't it? Uh, But in any event, uh, that's where I am. The people here are great and uh, we have a great event tomorrow and i just wanted you to be aware of that that's yaf.org y-a-f.org, um, which is f-a-y spelled backwards fay right nobody cares all right so there's biden talking about uh, by 50 52 percent or 20 one and a half degree aligned goal i don't know what that means But how do they think that they can predict weather by 2030? I don't care how much carbon we squeeze out of the atmosphere. And as we've discussed before, do you know what percentage carbon is of the atmosphere? Does anybody here know Matt? Matt's with me, the engineer. Do you know Matt? Matt, come on now. 0.004%. We got to get that down, you see, by... 50 to 52 percent. Now, if we eliminate all carbon, human beings are dead. Do you know why? Who here took third grade science? It's called intaking oxygen, exhaling carbon dioxide. Now, what out there needs carbon dioxide to create oxygen? Plants. Plants need carbon dioxide. You see, Joe Biden missed third grade science, where he forgot. So carbon dioxide is necessary in order to have plants and trees and vegetables and fruits and uh, human beings. The idea that eliminating light bulbs or the combustion engine or whatever the hell's next online, gas stoves, is somehow going to take this massive globe In this massive universe with a sun shining upon us and it's going to be able to adjust the climate that takes place now and in six ten twelve years is so pathetically stupid it's just hard to believe and so they tell you you're a climate denier i'm a climate denier i can give you a thousand scientists with all kinds of relevant backgrounds who are climate deniers if I were to ask Joe Biden today, can you name five experts, five of your experts that you're relying on for your policies? He couldn't name one. Could you name any studies? He couldn't name one. Not one. But he's worried about the billionaires. We got to get the You know why he's worried about them? Because he knows you don't give a damn about them and the, if there's a thousand of them, it's a thousand votes. So that's the way he views it. The way I view it, Some of those billionaires employ tens of thousands of you. Some of those billionaires have created things that you need to survive or to improve your life, the quality of your life. That's how people become billionaires. They create stuff like computers, like automobiles. God knows what. So they attack success, they attack capitalism. That's all they know. So that's what he's doing at his... Major eco- economic forum today at the White House. He's preaching socialism. When we come back, I want to talk about the budget somewhat here because it looks like uh, McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, is being stiffed by Biden, and he's he's coming on in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. It's a pleasure to have uh, Speaker McCarthy with us. Speaker McCarthy, this uh, debt ceiling issue is coming up and... Uh, Joe Biden's giving you the stiff arm. He's got enough time to do whatever he wants to do. Take a junket to Ireland. He won't even go to Palestine, Ohio. He won't talk to you. Uh, He's not doing the government's business. They put in a $7 trillion spending plan with the help of uh, McConnell and some of the other Republicans. And they're telling you, take it or leave it. What are you going to do about it? And what does a $7 trillion spending plan on top of all the other inflationary spending do to this country?
3: Well, Mark, you raise all the great points. I met with the president on February 1st. I sat down with him. I said, we've got to get our house in order. I said, I'll predetermine what, what the de- agreement has to be, but I'm never going to raise taxes and I'm not going to pass a clean debt ceiling. We can't afford it. You brought us inflation. We got bank failures now. We've got more dependency on China. We've got to curve all that, right? And so, for the last 78 days, he's just ignored. He doesn't want to negotiate. He thinks he can take this to the brink, and we'll just buckle. But you know what Republicans are gonna do? We're gonna lead. So next week, we're gonna pass what I call the Limit, Save, Grow Plan, okay? You're gonna limit what government can spend, so we're gonna cap for the next 10 years we're going to go back to 2022, where we were four months ago. You know, it's not going to kill anybody. It's everybody was in a good place. And we're going to cap growth at 1% a year. We're going to save money, the taxpayer. We're going to call back any money that's been sitting there that you didn't spend in the pandemic. The pandemic's over. He signed the bill. And so if it's money just sitting there, bring that back. We're going to put in work requirements to help people get jobs. They pay in more to Social Security and to Medicare. It makes them stronger. We're going to put the Reins Act in to curve them back. And you know that inflation reduction bill that had just kind of destroyed the economy? We're going to repeal that. Yeah. It's really simple. And then to grow, we're going to put HR1. we We're going to make America energy independent. We're going to cut the red tape so we can build stuff in America again. It's pretty simple and straightforward.
2: You know, Mr. Speaker, uh, they're already trying to set up you and your fellow Republicans for a fall here. Schumer's already saying you won't deal. So in other words, they lie through their teeth. Uh, They're very good at it. They're given voice by the uh, corrupt media. You know they're going to just try and turn the tables. Anything you propose, they'll say, oh, the little guy's going to get hurt and so forth and so on. They have run this government for years now, several, two or three anyway. And the situation we're in is thanks to them. Do you think you're going to have a united front where people can go out and talk to the media, talk to their constituents, because this is going to need to be done?
3: This has to be. We need all the voices out there, because if we do nothing in the next 10 years, We'll pay ten point five trillion just in interest. But put that in perspective: since nineteen forty until today, we've only paid nine trillion in interest in eighty three years. The real problem here is it's not the revenue. We're at our highest point of GDP. Twenty percent of GDP we're bringing in in revenue. A fifty year average only seventeen. The problem is the expenditures. He's moved it up. Normally, you spend twenty one percent of GDP. He's at 23.6, going to 25. He wants to spend more money next year than we did at the height of the pandemic. He added six trillion, and that's not counting what he did during COVID. That's what brought us inflation. We've got an unstable world where our allies are running to China. If you wanna become less dependent on China, we've gotta curve this spending. We gotta bring the jobs back to America, grow. If you want to curve inflation, you got to spend less. Remember what Milton Friedman said. My, my favorite, it's only Washington that can create inflation. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've done.
2: You know, Mr. Speaker, the other thing is you've got the Federal Reserve trying to control the yeah. money supply. Then you've got the Democrats and the Biden administration massively increasing the, the, the money supply. So we have these two entities working across purposes. So interest rates, should Biden succeed, are going to go up significantly more. The debt's going to go up significantly more, which means if you're on on a pension or if you're earning a living with a salary and so forth and so on across the board, it's going to be disastrous, is it not?
3: It is. Every family is already lost. $4,700 $4,700 because of inflation. They are killing the little person. And then, you know the other thing, the hardworking Americans, they're getting screwed when inflation goes up. But what's worse is you look at the CBO, what they just said, for the first time in the next 10 years, three trust funds go insolvent. Highway, Medicare, and Social Security. So for all this talk this guy does, he is the one that's automatically going to cut your Social Security and your Medicare. Because it goes mm-hmm. in automatically in effect because of his mismanagement. He thinks he just won't be in office by then, but it's going to hit in a little short window.
2: Let me just tell you this, too. You may or may not agree with me. During the pandemic, uh, it was considered patriotic and righteous. Uh, when businesses were shut down, when people lost their jobs, when people <laughs> lost their livelihoods in the private sector we were told this is a, the way there's a price we have to pay and the democrats were saying it in these democrat controlled cities and states and they just shut things down and yet when the government shuts down for a long weekend or a national holiday nothing happens and yet biden's out there already talking about the apocalypse taking place why is it that when this private sector is forcibly shut down, that's righteous and and patriotic. But when you're trying to get the government under control, because these bums, they passed this stuff a few weeks before you guys took over in the House of Representatives. They knew that you were going to at least challenge them on this, and they did it anyway. Why is that so sacrosanct? We're going to have you back, because we want to address this issue more, and you, you guys are really... You know, you look engaged, you're ready to challenge Biden. Biden doesn't want to talk to you. He wants to twist and turn and, and uh, do what he normally does. But uh, we, can't, we can't hear you. So we'll take, take care. We'll get to you next time. I appreciate it. This is a unique speaker. I know some of you are very skeptical. And, you know, time will tell over the course of a period of time. But he's certainly the most conservative speaker, uh, certainly since Newt Gingrich. And what I find it to be is refreshingly honest and uh, and plain spoken. So all those dweebs whose uh, initials start with uh, let's see, uh, Hammer, White, a little of flunkies, you were wrong. Now where's your apology? I'll be right back. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said, tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call eight seven seven four GOLD IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at eight seven seven four GOLD IRA. Again, eight seven seven four GOLD IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at augustapreciousmetals.com. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now 877 381 3811. One of the big wigs here from YAF sitting right across from me, making sure I don't screw this up. Is that right? Yes, it's Jessica. She's great, actually. Jessica's been with YAF for 18 years. Is that right come here Jessica 18 years correct and your chief of staff and your vice president and uh, you normally operate out of Virginia and you're out here because it's come here a second tell everybody what's taking place I'm sorry I'm putting her her on the spot here <clears throat> Jessica is with YAF and uh, what are we doing here why is this important now
4: Thank you, Mark. We're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Young America's
2: Foundation saving the Reagan Ranch in 1998. And we have you out here to help us do that and hundreds of our great friends and supporters from around the country. Because people don't know anybody could have walked in and purchased this ranch, right? And for all we know, they would have developed it or knocked it down or whatever. You you folks have secured it. You have protected it. Most of the things that were at the ranch or in the ranch that belonged to the Reagans are on display now. Uh, I'm looking at several of them in this beautiful uh, Reagan Ranch Center here in Santa Barbara. And I'd never been here before. So it's really quite remarkable. If you want to learn more, go to yaf.org, yaf.org, and we're gonna have a fantastic event tomorrow, and I'll tell you all about it on Monday. Thank you, Jessica. Sitting next to me, helping me here, is Matt. Matt, how are you, buddy? Doing okay. Matt is a man of very few words. Right, Mr. Producer, have you noticed that? But he knows how to spell the word eight. Do you know how to spell the word eight, Matt? Well, then you got one up on Biden. But
1: you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. Know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H
2: percent. Eight percent. What an idiot. I want to continue down this road because it's very, very important. Let's go to cut two, Mr. Producer again. Go.
1: With these actions, the United States is on track to achieve a 1.5 degree aligned goal of uh, cutting emissions by 50 to 52 percent by 2030. Look, I mean, as we look forward to COP28, we all need to show up in Dubai with 2030 targets and actions aligned with the Paris temperature goals. What the hell already- is this
2: city you talking about? We have to show up in Dubai with 2030 targets An action signed with the Paris. I'm not going to Dubai. Are you, Mr. Producer? I hear it's a nice place, Uh, but I'm not going. Go ahead.
1: What's to come if we don't? More severe droughts, more floods, seas rising, temperatures rising, weather instability, market unpredictability.
2: Again, remember last week when I read you that long list of all the stuff they claimed was happening as a result of climate change And and liberty and tyranny in that book is 12 or 13 years old. Just keep adding to the list. So when we have floods and droughts, (coughs) excuse me, when we have uh, whatever it is, weather instability. I don't even know what that means, weather instability. It's not going to be 72 degrees and sunny with five mile per hour winds everywhere every day. You're going to have floods. You're going to have hurricanes. You're going to have tornadoes. You're going to have earthquakes. You're going to have all kinds of stuff going on. And if you think that our cars and our light bulbs and our gas stoves have anything to do with a sea rising, then you're just as stupid as he is and you don't know how to to spell the word eight either. But what is the source of their so-called science? This is what I want to know. But he's not done. Cut three, Go.
1: The United States is taking a bold action to put our energy sector on a path toward net zero emissions by no later than 2050.
2: So let's stop a second. He's destroying our economy. Now, that's one way to get emissions down, by the way, is to destroy our economy. So if people aren't working, if industries aren't functioning, if cars aren't driving because the gas prices are too high, well, then I guess you can get uh, carbon dioxide levels down. But carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. Did you know that, America? Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. In fact, it was a decision by the Supreme Court five to four in 2005, Massachusetts versus the EPA, where some states brought suits saying, "Hey, all that pollution coming out of state X is coming into the air. And the atmosphere of massachusetts and so several of these left-wing states purposely brought these suits to change the way that the epa regulates the air did you know that matt it's true 2005 a five to four decision justice stevens wrote for the majority And he acknowledged that carbon dioxide is not a pollutant per se. However, he said under the Clean Air Act, the EPA has the authority to regulate. And if it makes a determination that something like carbon dioxide is harmful, then it is free to regulate it. In other words, there is not and never has been a statutory basis For any of this, for any of it, this is the way the left works. They don't care. There is no legal basis or scientific basis for this, none. There's not a scientist on the planet who will say that carbon dioxide is a pollutant. Not one, because it's not. It can't be, because you're exhaling it. It's not carbon monoxide, I'm talking about carbon dioxide. And it's such a tiny percentage of the atmosphere, it has virtually no impact whatsoever, let alone your damn light bulbs and your gas burners and the automobile. Well, it's man-made. They don't know that. What's man-made? What are they talking about? They don't know what they're talking about. This idiot has no idea what he's talking about. Neither does the other one. Mr. Mashed Potato Face. John Kerry, he has no idea either. Zero, net zero emissions by 2050. How are we gonna fly our airlines with propellers, Uh, batteries? solar energy. Notice the use of the words, the language, net zero emissions. So they can't lose. No matter what happens, they're going to tell you that they've succeeded. What they are doing is destroying our economic system. In the 1970s, I've written about this and we've talked about this. In the 1970s, There was a big meeting of Marxists and anti-capitalists in Europe. It was in France, actually. Might even have been in Paris, come to think of it. Uh, And so, you know, this is where the elitists go, where they can have their wine and all around. Anyway, so what happened? They put out a manifesto. And they made a declaration in that manifesto to degrowth the world economy, starting with the United States. Get back to nature. It's the degrowth movement. Then they came up with global cooling as propaganda. Then they came up with global warming as propaganda. Now they call climate change. So if there's cooling, or warming, or nothing, it's your fault. This is all part of the way they intend to manage you and centralize power. And they are killing the economy. And they're going to kill prosperity. They're going to spread poverty. That's what they're going to do. Look at these little countries that jumped all in. I think Sri Lanka was one. Remember what happened there? They had a depression. Their economy, well, degrowth in their economy was over 30%. We're gonna put everything on electricity? We don't have enough electricity. Ask the idiot governor of California with the brownouts and the blackouts. "Uh, Would you do us a favor? What's that? Would you charge your vehicles at night? They don't even have a lot of electric vehicles in California anywhere, but please charge them at night. And while you're at it, please don't do your laundry at night. Please don't do your dishes at night. So we should all stay home and charge our cars and do our laundry and dishes during the day. Well, what happens if we do that? They're still not gonna have enough electricity. Meanwhile, they're shutting down hydroelectric plants. They're shutting down coal mines. Guess what? Coal is used to produce what? Electricity. They're shutting down drilling. Guess what? We need natural gas to produce what? Electricity. Electricity isn't just created on its own. Guess what? We're not building any new nuclear power plants. Where is this energy going to come from? Well, we could build a pipeline to Chuck Schumer's hair. I see a lot of oil there. Maybe that'll do the trick. But I don't think it's the kind of oil that we can refine. Because he's not a very refined guy to begin with. I'll be right back. Mark in. Let me ask you, what the heck is going on with the banks? These bank failures are absolutely nuts. How are we supposed to find sanity in this mess? And I was talking with Augusta Precious Metals, and they said, tons of people are buying gold to protect their retirement savings right now. I think it's more important than ever to own gold. And guess what? If you have $100,000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will actually pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and get started with gold. If you're worried about the bank failures, this is something you can do for yourself. Just call 877-4-GOLD-IRA to learn how to protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Again, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before any investment and see risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. As you all well know, I speak for myself, so I'll speak for myself. It's a big lawsuit that was settled the other day. And I've been on social media several times calling on the rest of the media to reveal their... Texts, their emails, their notes, any documents they have, any audio or video they have of their internal workings and communications, journalist to journalist, involving their editors, producers, involving their management and executives, board members, shareholders, and anybody else. And not one of them has agreed to do it. You don't have to be sued to do that. You can do that voluntarily. I've challenged Fake Jake Tapper to do it? Silence. He still has that stupid look on his face. I've challenged them to do it at MSLSD. Nicole Wallace. Joe Scarborough and Mika. Nothing. John Heilman. Hi, Heileman. He won't do it either. Then we move to the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. Over there at the New York Slimes. We have the likes of maggot Haberman. she hasn't released any of her communications, neither is Jeremy and is Peters and then we move over to the Washington Compost where Philip Butt is sitting on his butt and Philip Butt uh, hasn't released any of his over at Mediite, which has all this dark money pouring in apparently and donors who are very excited about them because all they do is collect clips of Fox hosts and anti-Trump, anti-DeSantis. They're sort of a knockoff of Media Matters. Why don't they release all of their internal communications? Why don't you do that, boys and girls? And, of course, Media Matters for un-Americans over there, the Soros-funded operation, dare not do that either, or the list of their dark money donors either. Because they're all frauds, phonies, and corrupt hypocrites. That's why. All their lies about the 2016 election, where they said it was illegitimate. Have they apologized to the American people? they apologized to anybody? All their lies about Russia collusion. Have they apologized to Donald Trump or any of the people who they attacked? No, of course they haven't. No, they haven't. And I could go on and on and on, and one day I will. The fact of the matter is these are frauds who just out to destroy a competitor that they can't even compete with. Do you realize CNN has no ratings? Do you realize I had a rerun running at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday and I crushed Anderson Cooper? Anderson, you should resign in shame. Do you understand, Anderson, as many people are listening to you on CNN as if you had two orange cans tied together with a string? speaking into one end and having the other end hanging out your window yelling as loud as you can nobody wants to hear what you say nobody cares cnn is a useless carbon footprint and over there at msnbc we have al jazeera which is bad enough why do we need msnbc when we have al jazeera this i don't know now we have more more idiocy coming from the left and their Marxist ideology, you won't want to miss it. We also have uh, a great guest next hour and the hour after that as well. So we have a lot to do here from the Ronald Reagan Ranch Center in Santa Barbara at our YAF conference. Be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here.
0: He's here.
2: I'm here at the Reagan Ranch Center in Santa Barbara. Um, I'm thinking about something during the break. Let's play this cut to again that we played in the first hour, Mr. Producer of Biden and climate change. Go ahead.
1: With these actions, the United States is on track to achieve a 1.5 degree aligned goal of cutting emissions by 50 to 52 percent by 2030. Look. And as we look forward to COP28, we all need to show up in Dubai with 2030 targets and actions aligned with the Paris temperature goals. All right, now let's stop.
2: That's the true news. We all need to show up in Dubai with 2030 targets and actions aligned with Paris temperature goals. All right, let's lay this out so even Joe Scarborough can understand. This has absolutely nothing to do with science, and it never has. If the government has the power, if the government has the power to regulate air and water to this extent, then there are no limits to the power that it has. And there are no limits to the impact it's going to have on your life and your lifestyle. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't care about science. So rather than pass a statute or issue an executive order that says, we can do whatever we want to your automobiles, to your homes, to your HVAC systems, to your washing machine, to your dryer, to your, your, your whatever it is, rather than pass that kind of law, which you would say, no, no way, they bundle it all together and they throw it under this rubric of climate change which is amorphous nobody can't even define it and it's man-made to boot so in order to fight it they have to regulate more than air and water they have to regulate you it's genius now it's evil genius but it's still genius but it's even more than that it's also a way to destroy our governing sovereignty what did he say here we have to show up in dubai with 2030 targets well why do we have to show up in dubai with 2030 targets because the rest of these Morons throughout the world are going to be in Dubai with their 2030 targets. And they have to be aligned with the Paris Temperature Agreement. These are all extra-constitutional, extra-America associations, partnerships, dealings, agreements... This Paris Agreement was never approved as a treaty because it couldn't get through the Senate as a treaty with a super-duper majority. These targets were never approved by statute because they could never get approved by statute. So what's happening here, stick with me on this, it's very, very important. As people are debating the science, there is no science to debate. It's not like somebody is is presenting us with an equation, with a specific model that everybody agrees to, two plus two is four. Nobody can dispute that. Nobody can dispute that. But this is disputed all the time, which is why the media say you must be a denier. These are the same radicals on the left pushing their agenda, Destroying American sovereignty on the border with immigration. Destroying American sovereignty when it comes to our own economic system. That's exactly what's taking place here. What kind of cars you can drive. Who passed that law? Nobody. The combustion engine's going to be eliminated? Who passed that law? Nobody. But don't you see... We're all going to meet in Dubai, you see. And we have to have our our agreed amount of temperature reduction that we made in Paris. No treaty. Do you know why the framers of the Constitution put the treaty clause in there? Do you know why they did that? Do you know why they required a supermajority of the senators present? Of the senators present? Three-fourths to approve a treaty. Do you know why they did that? Well, they told us why they did that. Because they didn't want one man, this executive, the president that they created out of whole cloth. They created the president, but they limited the president's powers. And they said, when it comes to making an international agreement, or an agreement with another country, they wanted a broader participation of the body politic. And back then, senators were chosen by legislatures. So they wanted the states involved in this. Now of course senators are not chosen by legislatures. They're chosen by idiots. I mean uh, by you know other people. Okay, the amendment the 17th amendment to the constitution. But that doesn't change the fact that if you're going to end into international or or agreements or agreements with other another country that you get to bypass the entire congress Which is exactly what they've done here. Our economy is being changed without any kind of treaty involving Dubai or Paris or Europe or anybody else. And they're controlling your lives this way. Gas stoves, light bulbs. Did you ever think that they would outlaw the combustion engine? And cars that use gasoline, shutting down oil fields, natural gas, fracking. Fracking was a tremendous technological advancement. After 50 years of trying, we finally became energy independent. Now we're going to be dependent on the communist Chinese. An electrical grid that does not have the capacity to do what all of these fools are telling us needs to be done. This is what Xi means when he says the West, and especially the United States, are in decline. This is what he means. It's worse than in decline. We're committing suicide. It's the suicide of the United States. And I should be a little bit more specific about this. It's not we committing it. It's the Democrat Party committing it. They're dragging us all along with them to the top of the building, and they insist that we jump off with them. This entire climate change thing is a way to circumvent representative government, the Constitution, statutory authority, the science. They have finally figured out a way to control us, to control the economy, and that is we're regulating the air. We want the air to be clean. We're regulating the climate. And if you don't, if you don't surrender more of your power to us, more of your liberty, more of your mobility, more of the things that you have acquired from your hard work. If you don't surrender these things and listen to us, we're going to have droughts and floods and hurricanes and earthquakes and tornadoes, the likes of which we've never seen before. You're not for that, are you? It's unbelievable. I'll be right back. love Levin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand-new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill puretalk.com promo code levin podcast restrictions apply you can see the site for details welcome back america one of my good friends former vice president mike pence who i've known a very very long time sir how are you i'm great mark thanks for having me on tonight it's my pleasure mike i want to ask you a couple questions about abortion and i don't know why we we run from this issue Um, The Democrats don't want to codify Roe v. Wade. As bad as it was, Roe v. Wade placed some limits on abortion. It allowed states to regulate abortion in the last trimester. It was a little fuzzy about the middle trimester. uh, The first trimester, they said, hands off, got it. When Dobbs was uh, overturned correctly by the Supreme Court, the Democrats in the Senate voted on a bill that would not have codified Roe v. Wade. It would have codified abortion right up to birth without any limitations allowed by any states and, in fact, botched abortions. You wouldn't be required to try and save the baby that was actually born. Now, that doesn't sound like codifying Roe to me, does it to you? Not even close,
4: Mark, and uh, thanks for your strong stand for life. You know, you and I have known each other a long time. I'm pro-life. I don't apologize for it. And uh, it, it does seem like, you know, some in our party do want to shy away from this issue, but look, the bottom line is, the Democrats' position on abortion is the extremist position. They not only support abortion all the way up to the moment of birth, but, Mark, they support taxpayer funding of abortion up to the moment of birth and uh and uh, for my part uh you know I'll, I'll always stand for the sanctity of life the foundation i created in washington dc is weighed into this abortion pill case my hope is that the supreme court does the right thing uh and overturns the fda approval and we get the abortion pill off the market uh but uh you know at, at the end of the day i truly believe that the american people believe in the sanctity of life, there'll be debates about where that line is drawn. I believe that life begins at conception as you do but uh but the extremists in this debate are the Democrats uh and president joe biden uh, and uh and i think I think the key going forward is making sure. The American people understand just who the real extremists are.
2: And why do Republicans have such difficulty explaining this? I see Nancy Mace on TV. Why doesn't she at least say what the Democrats are actually for? Because they're not for codifying Roe, which would be bad enough. (laughs) They're for... Abortion on demand right up to birth, which means partial birth abortion, which means sucking the brains out of the baby, torturing the baby. The Mm. baby has feelings. Mm. Why doesn't she explain these things? Why don't the rest of them?
4: I, I can't account for it. I really can't because, you know, as I've traveled around the country, I have seen that men and women in the 22 midterm elections, if you just want to talk the politics of this and the politics, I mean, you know me well enough to know the politics of this are secondary to me. I I think the cause of life uh, is the cause of our time. And with the three Supreme Court justices appointed during the Trump-Pence administration, we've given the American people a new beginning for life. We turn this question to the states, to the American people. We have an opportunity uh, to restore the sanctity of life to the center of American law. But if you want to think about the politics of this, you know, there is this idea going around that, uh, that it's a loser. The Democrats invest millions of dollars in it. But here's what we saw looking very closely at these races around the country, Mark. And that is that, that Republicans that shied away from the issue, okay, or, or let Democrats define their position, uh, did not fare well. But Republicans who leaned into the issue with principle and compassion did very well. And they did well in, in states and in congressional districts all across the country. I was, I was in Des Moines, Iowa. I'll be back in Iowa this weekend. I was in Des Moines, Iowa, where, where Zach Maine. all they did was run abo- abortion ads against Zach Maine, who has about eight beautiful children with he and his wife. And uh, he just went on television, and he said, he said I'm pro-life and 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 it it comes straight from our heart, and we love children and He expressed compassion for women facing crisis pregnancies. He committed support for uh, for newborns at the same extent as the unborn uh, and Now Zach Maine, the citizen, is congressman Zach maine in in what was one of the most competitive races in the country so that 's my view is our people don 't understand that when you stand on principle and you express it with compassion. Uh, the American people will rally to the cause of life.
2: Let's talk a little bit about foreign policy. Let's talk about Israel and Iran and so forth. This administration has destroyed what President Trump and you did in the Middle East, absolutely burned it up with the Abraham Accords and so forth. You had the Iranian regime on on its back economically. The people had risen up. They were in deep, deep trouble. Now we have Saudi Arabia cutting deals with Iran, Iran cutting deals with China and Russia. Uh, Israel's getting uh, uh, pushed out again. Iran's now threatening to take Tel Aviv and and, uh, I think they said Haifa, blow them off the face of the earth because they're within an eyelash Mm -hmm. of having nukes. Mm -hmm. Could this administration be more incompetent and outrageous in the way they've conducted themselves?
4: boy you know you you know how to ask the hard questions uh, that's a hard question i don't know if they could be more incompetent i mean some people ask me as i've traveled around the country the last two years if they said did you know it would be this bad and i honestly mark i thought it'd be bad i've known joe biden for a long time but i, I didn't know it'd be this bad on on not only you know at home with record inflation a crisis at the border all of these things driven by their liberal socialist policies but on the foreign stage the abdication of American leadership, whether it be in the Arab world, whether it be in the phase, in the wake of the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan that's emboldened authoritarian regimes uh, around the planet, uh, whether it be the failure to stand unambiguously with our most cherished ally, Israel. I I really do believe what you're witnessing is a vacuum uh, of leadership on the world stage uh, leadership that we provided under our administration that 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 resulted in that the first major peace agreement in the middle east in 25 years in the abraham Accords, and now we have china negotiating and brokering peace treaties between saudi arabia and iran and iran continuing to menace continue to enrich uranium, and of course uh, russia's unprovoked uh Uh, aggression and war in ukraine that you've spoken out so eloquently on Uh, i've stood firmly on on american leadership and support for the ukrainian military but what you're what you're witnessing here is a vacuum it isn't it isn't failed american leadership it's the absence of american leadership on the world stage and just like nature abhors a vacuum uh on the world stage uh uh, a vacuum will be filled and it will not be filled by the friends of freedom
2: are you con- let me let me ask you this are you concerned by a rising tide of pacifism and isolationism within the Republican Party as I am that is I'm not saying we intervene everywhere that would be insane uh, it would be immoral but on the other hand I'm saying when it's a clear case of good against evil that does in fact affect our allies and us, you speak out about it. You're not equivocal, and you certainly don't take the wrong side. And I'm talking about Russia and Ukraine.
4: Right. Well, I I am concerned. And, uh, you know, it would be uh, a little more than a year ago. Karen and I actually, one month after the initiation of hostilities, traveled from Poland with a relief group into Ukraine. We went to a relief center. Mark, I saw sites. I never thought I'd see other than in black and white films from the 20, 20th century. I mean, mm-hmm. women of every age, children of every age, all their earthly possessions on their backs that they could carry, uh, fleeing uh, from the unconscionable and unprovoked Russian invasion. And look, I, I believe America is the leader can of the you hold your thought there? the arsenal of democracy. Can, can you hold you your
2: thought? We have a heartbreak. I don't want to miss your comments on this. Former Vice President Mike Pence. We'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand-new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at PureTalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to PureTalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com promo code. Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Welcome back, America. I thought it was important that uh, former Vice President Pence be able to finish his thoughts on Russia and Ukraine. Go right ahead, sir.
4: Uh, thanks a lot, Mark. And thanks for your strong stand. Uh, you know, My I'm a pleasure. fan. I followed your work over the last year on this issue. Like. Let's stipulate first. I mean, as Americans, like George Washington said, we we have a long history of wanting to avoid foreign entanglements. John Quincy Adams said our nation would should not, quote, go abroad seeking monsters to destroy. But in 1985, uh, President Ronald Reagan, as you remember, articulates in his State of the Union address what came to be known as the Reagan Doctrine, which was if you're willing to fight the communists in your country, Uh, we'll give you the means to fight them there so we don't have to fight them here. And it was part and parcel of American policy that led to the collapse of the Soviet Union. And I believe for the same reason, we must continue to provide the Ukrainian military with the resources that they need to repel the Russian invasion and restore their sovereignty. Now, you you talk about uh, your term now growing isolationism in some quarters of the republican party i i will tell you i think that is i think that's largely born of the utter incompetence of the biden administration and it's almost i think people look at the fact that the biden administration has been slow in providing arms to the ukrainian military for heaven's Mm -hmm. sakes we promised them 33 abrams tanks in january it's april 20th right now and they're saying it may take another year to get the tanks there um biden says in his state of the union address that we're going to be there quote as long as it takes well mark you and i both know it shouldn't take that long mm-hmm. i mean we're, we're the leader of the free world we've, we've marshaled a coalition of countries that are making historic investments in military equipment for ukraine we're the arsenal of democracy give them what they need they repel the russian invasion and my last thought is um Anybody who uh, who thinks that Putin would stop if he overtook Ukraine right. has what we say here in Indiana, another think coming. I've met the guy. <laughs> I've looked him in the eye. I know what this guy is made of. And I've also met President Xi. And I'll tell you what, you see, you see Ukraine collapse mm-hmm. into the hands of the Russian military. I think it will only embolden uh, Xi and the Chinese communists. to to not only move after Taiwan, but to continue to extend their military provocations across the Asia Pacific. So providing the leadership, providing the support while the Ukrainians make the fight. As I like to say, Ukraine is not our war, but freedom is our fight.
2: One last thing on your point here, Mr. Vice President, it's this. People say it's all the way over there. What's it have to do with us? Let me ask you this. How many major wars have started in Kansas? How many major wars have started in Indiana? How many major wars have started in the continental United States? None, other than the Revolutionary War, obviously. A couple of wars early on, the Civil War. But I'm saying, this is the kind of mindset that has gotten us into world wars in the past. Your point, Putin's not gonna stop with Ukraine. He'll cut through Ukraine, and then he's going after Poland. Now, who knows that? The Poles know it. That's why they're pouring all their military into Ukraine. And on and on and on and you're exactly right the way i see this and you don't have to agree with me no. to me this is the battle of ukraine that we're already in world war three it's a cold war you've got the access there now with china russia iran and north korea this is one battle now they're watching to see how it goes then they they're going to look at taiwan then they may hit israel who knows But this this formidable opposition has already been created. It's not like you take one country at a time. We have allies, we have NATO, and uh, that's my concern. But anyway, I know you need to go, and I want to thank you for your time. Mark,
4: I'll tell you though, uh, there's an old saying, weakness arouses evil, Mm -hmm. and the weakness of the Biden administration on the foreign stage has emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world. And we make this stand here, we're gonna have a quieter 21st century. You lose this stand here, pretty soon, that Russian military is gonna find themselves somewhere where we have to send American forces, where we have Mm -hmm. treaty requirements under NATO. That's why I'm gonna continue, as you've been so so clarion and so courageous, Mark, I'm gonna continue to be a voice for America being the leader of the free world, being the arsenal of democracy, and standing with those courageous fighters in Ukraine until they repel the Russian invasion and, and reclaim their country.
2: I think you make a great point earlier, too, about Biden. I think a lot of our folks see him as a very weak commander-in-chief, and he kind of undercuts the argument. Um, he does. at least, and, and, and it doesn't help us at all. Well, stay safe, sir. You take care of yourself. And thank you very much for coming on.
4: Thank you, Mark. Great to be on.
2: All right. Take care of yourself. Damn, I bang my knee. You know, it's funny. When I bang my knee, oh, I get... I don't know why. It kills me. Does it kill you when you bang your knee? I'm asking Jessica over here. Matt, does it kill you when you're bang? Your yeah, my knee. You can hit me in the chest, the shoulder, maybe even the, fa- the knee. Why am I telling everybody this? Somebody's going to come up and hit me in the knee. And by the way, if you do, everyone who comes up to me says, geez, you're bigger than I thought. That's correct. I'm bigger than you thought. Exactly right, 100%. All right, now I want to get back to something. I want to get to Pete Buttigieg. And he's at a hearing today. And you know, this guy actually believes that our roads, our tunnels, our bridges, our infrastructure is racist. Because you may not know this, all bridges, roads, and tunnels go through minority areas, like Palestine, Ohio, which is almost all white and Republican. Remember that train that derailed us? Does anybody still remember that? Uh, Joe Biden has not found time to go there. Maybe if we call it Ireland, he'll show up. I don't know. But listen to Pete Buttigieg at a hearing today. This is the kind of idiocy that we have to put up with. Cut five, go.
4: We're in a moment of both profound challenge and historic opportunity for U.S. transportation.
2: Now listen to what egomaniacs these guys are profound challenge and historic opportunity on American transportation no we're not just build a few roads and tunnels you jerk and this guy can't even keep track of the airlines the trains even the stuff that's already out there he's got no experience in anything much like Hunter Biden much like the entire Biden administration profound challenging opportunities that we have today ladies and gentlemen we're talking about roads. For crying out loud, go ahead. And
4: our transportation
2: systems are
4: still grappling with the consequences of the pandemic, climate change, uh, and wait decades. A
2: our transportation systems are grappling with the pandemic. No people grapple with a pandemic. Roads don't grapple with a pandemic. Besides, what the hell is he talking about? Go ahead. Investment. Industries
4: have become more concentrated, often slashing staff and leaving the system. Right, thank you
2: for nothing. This is one of the guys who wants to be praised. Look at their bench. You got this jerk who can't get the trains run on time. Even Mussolini did that. Then you got the city at Newsom in California. California is a beautiful state. It's hard for people to leave this state because it's beautiful. The government is horrific the democrats are pathetic they make it impossible for people to stay here they destroy their schools they destroy their communities they support the criminals and the would-be criminals their environmental regulations are really economic regulations intended to destroy entrepreneurship there is no more beautiful state i'm just being honest i mean i've got we have homes in virginia and florida but there's no more beautiful state than california there's more, more stupid government than in California, and that's the problem. So look at their bench, Newsom. Newsom, he's failed at everything. Buttigieg, he's failed at everything. And they say this is the farm team. Who else do they have? Oh, Klobuchar, who treats your staff like, uh, like crap. And when you raise it, oh, you must be a misogynist. No, you must be a jerk. And we can go down the list, of course. Does anybody remember Rosa Delario? She's the congresswoman from Connecticut. Um, I would normally say something in the privacy of my home about her, but I won't say it here on the air. My goal is not to be provocative, of course. In any event, um, <laughs> This really has no relevance to anything other than the mindset of the left. Cut six, go.
5: You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims.
2: let's see she's written to you a lot this would be buddhishish about the use of female dummies in crash testing this will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims i'm trying to fit the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash does that mean there needs to be more vehicle crash victims who are female? Is that what she's, what is she saying? Or there needs to be more crash dummies who are female because that's inequitable. And this is at the front of her, um, of her brain lobe. This, this, is, this is at the forefront of her thinking. I wanna make sure I heard that right. Can you play that again? Cut six, go.
5: You also plan to make important investments To uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've I've written to you about, of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims.
2: Well, by all means, then, let's have more female dummies in crash testing. So all of you uh, liberal females, you may want to be... uh used in these crash events uh, because uh, you need to be a dummy. I don't get it. I mean, I, you think you've heard everything, and then another Democrat opens their mouth, and then you know you haven't. And what's this word female mean, too? Can you define what a female is? No, they can't. I mean, they can, but they won't. So what are we supposed to do? And I would, I would say this to the LGBTQ community. Why aren't you objecting to this? Shouldn't we have some transgender dummies in crash testing too? Not just female dummies, transgender dummies. Let's cover the whole, you know, male dummies, female dummies, transgender dummies, questioning dummies, lesbian dummies, bisexual dummies, the whole dummy list. Biden dummies, you know the whole thing. What am I doing? Okay, I'll be right back. Much lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just twelve bucks a month at zero percent interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be too. You can switch right now at PureTalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high speed data, all backed by a 100% money back guarantee. Go to PureTalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin podcast Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Miranda Devine is always superb, and she is a piece of the New York Post. New York Times opinionista Michelle Goldberg complained bitterly this week that she had trekked all the way to Wilmington, Delaware at the brutal hour of 7 a.m., to watch the Dominion versus Fox News, De- Fox News defamation trial, only for the parties to settle before the show began. Deeply disappointing was her reaction. But here's a thought. All the disappointed media operatives huddled at Wilmington's Superior Court, like Goldberg and CNN's crestfallen Oliver Darcy, Ali, could make themselves useful in the president's hometown. Yes, they could investigate a story that is bigger than Watergate but which they have shamefully avoided or downplayed for almost three years. Biden family corruption and the associated cover-up, including by the FBI and big tech. After all, the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees have given them plenty of ammunition. Take the bombshell this week from former acting CIA director Mike Morrell. In a sworn interview, Morell has admitted it was Joe Biden's presidential campaign that prompted the infamous letter in which Morrell and 50 fellow former Intel officials falsely claimed that material from Hunter Biden's laptop published by the Post before the 2020 election was Russian disinformation. Sources in the House Judiciary Committee have confirmed. So in other words, Biden knew, his operatives knew, all about the laptop, and they put out lies to the American people for the election to affect the outcome. All the media bought into it because they wanted to. Have the media apologized? No. Will they now report on it? No. Tony Blinken, now Secretary of State, was the Biden campaign foreign affairs advisor who urgently phoned Morrell in October 2020 to suggest the laptop was a Russian plant. Quote, we can prove that the entire purpose of this letter at the outset was to influence a presidential election with some of the most senior people who have ever been in our intelligence community using the imprimatur of their security clearances to pave the way for Joe Biden's presidency, says Congressman Matt Gates. He told Steve Bannon on his podcast, Morrell Now, a CBS contributor. Hey, 60 Minutes, scoop in your backyard was deposed last week by the House Judiciary Select Committee on the weaponization of the federal government. He admitted that after the call from Blinken, he solicited signatures for his letter from 50 other former intel officials. So Blinken was behind it, which means Biden was behind it. The letter published in Politico in October 19, 2020, two weeks before the election, falsely claimed that emails from the laptop published by The Post quote at all the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. Moscow will pull all, all the steps to do anything possible to help Trump win and or to weaken Biden should he win. Now I would ask CBS and all the other news operations, so-called, as well as right and Media Matters for Un-Americans, where's all your communications on this story? Where's all your emails and texts and notes and all the rest? Would you please make them available? Jake Tapper, fake Tapper, sour lemon, all of you. The letter was used by Biden three days later in his final debate against Trump to deflect accusations about his family's involvement in influencing peddling internationally. 381 381 When my friend uh, Kellyanne Conway Was on with my friend Larry Kudlow On the Fox News channel And she was Saying that DeSantis spends Too much time On the culture wars And my friend Kudlow apparently Felt that he'd gone Too far Was going too far With Disney I could not agree With either of them More I could not Disagree with Either of them More why? Because the culture wars need to be fight, and there's no such thing as fighting them too hard or too often, because we are surrounded by this poison. And when you have a governor who's willing to stand up and fight them and comes under enormous criticism for it, he shouldn't come under criticism from Republicans and conservatives, but he does, particularly establishment Republicans. It's preposterous. So if I were DeSantis, I would ignore their advice, not that their establishment, I'm talking about others like Christie and so forth, but I would ignore all their advice. And to keep fighting it. We don't want this crap, this cancer in our classrooms. And the culture is devouring us. And he has the guts to stand up to this, he has the guts to stand up to a company that is based in Los Angeles, California, that is pushing the agenda of its chairman it was a radical Democrat fundraiser or donor, Bob Iger. And that, that corporation should not be telling us in Florida what to do in our classrooms. You looked at Arkansas, we talked about this last week, and Asa Hutchison, who did absolutely nothing to fight what walmart did to their classrooms and they have dei all over the place now and the propaganda and so forth this isn't about little hits on tv and he's taking too much criticism and and disney big government small government no and i'll say one other thing too you remember who ran against Gerald Ford in 1976 does anybody remember who ran against him in the Republican primary I'm here at the Reagan Ranch Center that's a pretty good hint isn't it Ronald Reagan who was governor from 66 to 74 in California decided to take on a sitting Republican president A sitting Republican president, and he was attacked for this. And so were the people who supported him. I supported him in Pennsylvania. A handful of us did. He should wait his turn. He should get in line. Who does he think he is? He's going to cost us the presidency. Now, of course, Carter won, but Ford was going to lose. And no disrespect to the Ford family, but he was terrible. So it's not an exact parallel. But with all due respect, telling DeSantis that he has to wait. Again, I don't think is accurate or even good advice, unless he chooses to wait. A lot of things can happen in four years a whole lot. Other people come on the horizon. Something could happen with family that causes somebody to decide not to run. They have to take care of their... It could be a thousand different things. These things play out, so let them play out. But I don't think President Trump is taking advice from DeSantis supporters and I don't think it's particularly wise for DeSantis to take advice from Trump supporters. Just saying that And nobody should take advice from Chris Christie, because he's a bloated buffoon. He just is. But if they think the argument that DeSantis is fighting too hard to defend America's morality, to defend American values, to, to defend the belief system of the American people, to protect children in the classroom, then they've been spending way too much in Washington, D.C. on TV. That's just my opinion. These are strengths, not weaknesses. Strengths. Attorney General Merrick Garland is the senior Biden official and Hunter Biden IRS whistleblower claim. This is a big deal. New York Post. Stephen Nelson, you won't see this on Mediate, Media Matters, NBC, ABC, CBS. Attorney General Merrick Garland is the unnamed official whose sworn testimony before Congress is being challenged in a bombshell letter from an IRS whistleblower's attorney that also alleges a cover-up in the Hunter Biden criminal investigation. The post has learned. Attorney Mark Little, Wrote Wednesday that the longtime IRS employee, not just an employee, senior advisory criminal division investigator assigned to the Hunter Biden case, a civil servant who's been around for years apparently. He's saying that the contradictory sworn testimony to Congress by a senior political appointee that it was Garland, and he also detailed preferential treatment in the criminal probe of the first son. Garland is a corrupt SOB. That's what he is. He is furious that he didn't get on the Supreme Court, and this is payback. The whistleblower already made disclosures to the inspectors general of the Treasury and Justice Departments, but due to a quirk of federal law, He needs congressional approval to more fully describe his allegations to his own lawyers, which he wants to do before testifying to lawmakers. Garland has repeatedly claimed under oath that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, a holdover, is able to criminally charge Hunter Biden without the permission of other Justice Department leaders, despite Republicans challenging the factual accuracy of the claim. Garland, in April 2022, told Senator Bill Haggerty, very good guy, that there will not be interference of any political or proper kind in the investigation of Hunter Biden by Weiss. He's the supervisor of this investigation, said Garland, adding we put the investigation in the hands of a Trump appointee from the previous administration, who's U.S. attorney for the District of Delaware. In March, Senator Chuck Grassley pressed Garland over whether Weiss was truly able to bring charges without the approval of Justice Department officials, specifically if the alleged crime occurred outside Delaware. In April 2022, you testified to Senator Haggerty that the Hunter Biden investigation was insulated from political interference because it was assigned, as you just told me, to the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. Grassley said at the time, well... That could be misleading, said Grassley. That could be misleading. (laughs) Without special counsel authority, he could need permission of another U.S. attorney in certain circumstances to bring charges outside the District of Delaware, which is true. And he said, I want you to clarify. The 70 year old Garland, a former federal judge, replied that Weiss is able to charge Hunter Biden even for crimes that occurred outside Delaware. Grassley Press, does the Delaware U.S. attorney lack independent charging authority over certain criminal allegations against the president's son outside of Delaware? If it's in another district, he would have to bring the case in another district. But as I said, I've promised to ensure he's able to carry it out. He would need permission to main justice. Now, how do I know that? Because I, I was the uh, chief of staff to the attorney general. That's how I know that. Giving false testimony to Congress can be a crime punishable up to five years. Now, they need to throw the book at Garland because he's thrown the book at Trump. And they're throwing the book at Trump for something much less significant than this, much less significant than this. The attorney general is a liar. This is why he's always ambiguous And uh, always misleading in the way that he describes things. And we have a huge problem there at the Department of Justice. It's a big deal. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. we talk about North Korea often North Korea is a hellhole because of the people there are treated worse than animals the head of the state on is the grandson of the Stalinist leader who was installed by Joseph Stalin those people are really treated probably worse than any other people on the face of the earth I can remember the time when The now deceased Secretary of Defense, Rumsfeld, once showed to the American people on his computer screen, or on a map, at night, North Korea and South Korea. North Korea was totally black, and South Korea was lit up with electricity. Now, Mi Park has written an unbelievable book. She's a North Korean defector, Uh, and her book is called, While Time Remains... A North Korean Defector's Search for Freedom in America. It's my bad, because I wanted to have her on this program, and in a month or so, she doesn't know, they said, I'd like to have her on my TV show as well. only. how are you? I'm
5: wonderful, thank you for having me, I'm so honored.
2: It's my honor. Let's take this step by step. Tell us how you, where you were born, how you escaped, and how you came to America.
5: Yeah, so I was born in the northern part of North Korea in 1993, and that's really when the North Korea's greatest famine began, and growing up in North Korea, really seeing dead bodies on the streets were like seeing trees. People are dying from malnutrition, and the regime used the malnutrition to control the people. Eventually, when I was 13 years old, uh, I grew up surviving North Korea, eating grasshoppers, dragonflies, and plants, and we couldn't even find that. So I escaped North Korea when I was 13 years old in 2007 into China.
2: Mm -hmm. Then what?
5: As soon as I crossed the Yalu uh, River into China, the first thing that happened to me was my mother being raped, uh, involved me. And then we heard that they were going to sell us like uh, livestock because of Chinese one child policy they had. China had like millions of women they were lacking. Therefore they were selling North Korean women like me and my my mother for as a sex slaves to Chinese men. And that's how my mother was sold for $65. And they sold me for over $20 as a child virgin.
2: So your mom was raped, you were molested too, I guess.
5: Yeah, and then raped uh, eventually, of course, yeah.
2: Then how did you get out of China or can you not tell us?
5: Yeah. So I lived there as a sex slavery of this man for two years. During two years, I was able to find my mother back. And we eventually met missionaries from South Korea. They were risking their lives and rescuing North Korean women like us. And they told us there was a way out and to be free. And we asked them, how do we do that? And they said, we had to go South Korea. And because we didn't have any passport and we were fugitives, they said we had to walk across the frozen Gobi Desert in minus 40 degrees. So I crossed the Gobi Desert with my mother and some other people when I was 15 years old in 2009. And that's how I became free.
2: Wow. And, um you have a warning in this book mm-hmm. to the American people. First of all, you came to America. Where, where in America did you, It says all in your book, by the way. You came to America. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, ha, where in America did you go?
5: Uh, I came to America the very first time to Tyler, Texas to study uh Bible. But then I had to go back to Korea. And the second time when I came to America, that was New York City to study at Columbia University.
2: Mm -hmm. The book, by the way, is While Time Remains, a North Korean Defector's Search for Freedom in America. It's a very, very important book. Uh, It's on all my social sites right now. You can get it at Amazon.com. I would encourage you to do that. sooner the better. So you go to Columbia... Mm-hmm. And you go there, probably eyes wide open. You're very excited. And what happened in Columbia?
5: Yeah, so, I mean, going to Columbia University was beyond what I could ever comprehend. It was beyond dream. I was excited to go to a place where I could learn how to think. But the first day, very first day I got there, I, I literally couldn't believe what was happening. The things that professors were teaching us the indoctrination was actually worse than North Korean classrooms. They were saying identical things that my North Korean teachers taught me to brainwash me in North Korean classroom. For example, the professors at Columbia told me that all the older problems that we have in the world right now is because of greedy capitalism and because of white men. And uh, the only solution for all these problems is a dismantling American system, this the tearing down the Constitution and rebuild the nation, our country in the name of equity, equality of outcomes. The same idea that drove North Korea into what it is today.
2: This is this is uh, even though it's not surprising, it's still unconscionable it's still repulsive. Please stay with us. I want to pursue this further with you. The book is, While Time Remains, A North Korean Defector's Search for Freedom in America, it's a warning to us all, America, about what's taking place in our own country. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks?
0: where the Reagan coalition meets every day. Call now, 877 381
2: You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's crucially important to listen to people who have suffered under the foot of Marxism and tyranny because we're headed in that direction. And you have people who've contributed absolutely nothing to the well-being of this country, to your liberty, who are trying to destroy it. These are people who have benefited from this society. So when somebody comes along, like Yaomi Park, a refugee from North Korea, who was eating bugs and grass and plants, escapes to China with her mother where they are brutalized, has to get back into South Korea and then gets to the United States, and then shows up Gets accepted into Colombia and says from day one, oh my God, look what they're teaching here. They're teaching to hate their own country. They're promoting Marxism. They're attacking quote-unquote white people, talking about having to unravel what's going on in here in America. We need to listen to this person. And the book is While Time Remains, While Time Remains, A North Korean Defector's Search for Freedom in America. So I'd like to ask you, how long were you at Columbia?
5: I was there for four years doing my uh, bachelor's degree.
2: For four years, and pretty much one class to another, it was the same kind of propaganda, or am I wrong?
5: Yes, it was literally across all the, I mean, areas of studies. It, it was all the same uh, kind of narrative where uh, everything that was wrong with the Western civilization and how everybody else is oppressed and how we are all victims of this kind of oppression mm-hmm.
2: at the hands of the white dominant society—is that correct?
5: Right, and it's what one day I was so struck by one example where uh, my professors were saying how exams are oppressive, how math is racist, and it was same thing that my teacher told me when I was in North Korea she one day asked me what is one plus one and I said two and she said it's wrong. My dear leader Kim Jong-un discovered that when you was a child adding one drop of water to another drop of water it becomes bigger one. It does not become two. And that's how he proved math was <laughs> made up by white men to control the minorities.
2: So in other words, and, yeah, go ahead, mm-hmm. I apologize go ahead.
5: No, no, exa- so it's exactly the same thing. Where Even math is being questioned. There's no more truth anymore. Everything is subjective.
2: So to control the mind, they control the language and the thought process, correct?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the obsession on the things that we can say and what we are not allowed to say at Columbia where we have amendments, and we have our constituents to support our freedom of speech. However, at Columbia University, they say something called this, safe space, and because of this trigger warnings that professors give to us, that we are not allowed to say many things that, you know, so therefore there's no way of, like, free way of uh, chain, exchanging ideas on campuses.
2: So there's not really academic freedom, there's not intellectual curiosity and debate, it's more indoctrination, is that what you're saying?
5: Yeah, it's a indoctrination camp. It's exactly not like North Korean education system. It's a, it's a system where it brainwash you and take your individual faculties and take the ability to critical thinking. So once you go to Colombia, you have to join this group think. Otherwise, you're bigot and racist, and they're going to kick you out from the university. And when I, whenever I was trying to question my uh, professors and when they said there's no difference between men and women, and even I can become a woman. I asked like, professor, that's not true. And what she said was, you are brainwashed to me, <laughs> to challenging her narrative. So there was, it's the idea that they are there teaching me how to think is a lie. They literally tell you what to think.
2: Now, did they know where you came from? Did they know your background?
5: I tried to explain to them uh, multiple occasions and every single time they said, that I am brainwashed and also right before the class, they send out these emails where that we are trying to have a safe space, therefore we cannot talk about these things that is triggering to other students. So there's many topics that was already off the table before even we start the class.
2: Yeah, because when I went to college, you could challenge the professor, you could challenge the books, you could challenge each other it was part of the process, and you're saying that's not at all how it works at Columbia now.
5: Yeah, not at all. It's, a, it's all about the emotional safety. It's all about trying not to trigger anybody. And I was really confused. I'm coming from the part of the world that things are not safe physically. But what at Columbia is all about protecting your feelings. The feelings dominate every classroom. It dominates the logic and facts and truth. The most important thing is how you feel. And, you know, and my classmates would tell me they're oppressed and I don't make them feel safe because I was not able to incorporate their pronouns in my English sentences very well because I just learned English and it came here. And their oppression was that I was not able to, <laughs> you know, generously applying all these pronouns in my sentences
2: not to offend i just want to get a perspective here what is your age
5: i am 29 years old now
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you're 29 years old now you've looked back on Mm -hmm. this and since your book has come out has anybody in the administration at columbia or any of the professors tried to contact you
5: no surprise me nobody but however i've been reaching reached out by a lot of alumni on linkedin and so many of them have been reaching out and that's how they felt but because where they are they are they have corporate jobs and they said they cannot speak out and you know they couldn't speak out and they were sending me a lot of private support and however they they said, you know of course they understand why they couldn't also speak out at the time
2: (sighs) Now when you were there as a student, were there other students who tried to speak out or were they talking to you saying I'm afraid to speak out or were they all of the hard left or what?
5: So this is where I get really cheers. Like in North Korea, because spies are everywhere, the first thing my mom told me as a young girl was don't even whisper because the birds and mice could hear me. If I said one th- one thing wrong, it was going to kill up to eight generations of my family, something called the collective guilt. And it was Columbia, going to kill
2: you, and eight this, generations.
5: Yes, because of the one person crime. Okay. You okay. know, so the, something called a collective guilt. And we do that too in America now, I have a son who is half white, they call him that he's privileged, and he has a white guilt, and he's punished for his ancestors' crimes for something that he never mm-hmm. done. So America is becoming like North Korea every day. But at Columbia, nobody really told me their actual genuine feelings because a lot of them were afraid to be kicked out or be marked as a racist. So I really did not know anybody who thought like me at the time. And that's what they said about it because of the fear that we all felt that we are no longer being honest with each other and having discussions about how we actually felt.
2: You know, I've always said on the radio that colleges and universities are the last vestiges of Stalinism in the United States, although they're not the last vestiges anymore. But is that how, it sounds like you felt this was Stalinism, you know, North Korea styled.
5: Yes, 100%. In some sense, uh it's worse because in north korea of course this group thing where you know uh, the elite north korean elite the party decides what is the truth and exactly in america this small class of the ruling elite in big cities like new york san francisco la they just decide what is woman what is the truth but in some sense it's about obsession on sexuality in children and obsession on getting rid of women and men and this idea hasn't affected north korea so in some sense i think west or current america went even further than what north korea went mm. with the truth
2: that's amazing because at least the north korea are saying they know a man from a woman and they don't debate it uh, right.
5: <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe it. that was the biggest contention. Like, I had to fight for that men and women are def- different. In North Korea, like, that's a common sense.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I I feel so bad for the people in North Korea. The way that they're treated, the way that they're starved. They don't get to live like human beings, do they?
5: No. They, they don't even know the word love because regime oppressed us that much they even took the concept of love and liberty and human rights from us
2: and I assume they've destroyed the nuclear family they've destroyed the idea of a husband and a wife and children and so forth
5: Yeah, they they said that our only existence is to become a good revolutionary for the party, for the communist party. And the first thing my teacher told me was that my father, my biological father was not important. I had to report on him if he's done something suspicious. My teacher told me the most important father that I had was my spiritual father, which was my dear leader. So families are forced to report on each other. We don't have word of friends. We only have word of comrade. When you're a comrade, it's different thing than being friends. So even being a human is being denied in North Korea.
2: When you hear politicians in America or the head of a teacher's union say, um, parents should not be involved in the education of their children, or that's a decision that teachers should make, in other words, that the state should make, does that cause you to cringe?
5: It's the exact same tactic that every dictatorship played, separating children from their parents, indoctrinating them, and radicalizing them. And even the Chinese Cultural Revolution, those kids were denouncing their professors and their parents. So I think that's what's happening. It's almost like dictator's handbook. They are following those exact steps that other dictators follow. And America is cutting every those stages and eventually become like North Korea.
2: And it's not a coincidence, is it? It's, we have people, our professors like a Colombian and so forth who are literally indoctrinating people mm-hmm.
5: to think
2: like this, no? Yeah. It's, yeah,
5: it's really heartbreaking because in, in North Korea, we have to believe this to survive. Otherwise, there's a gun pointing to our head. In some sense, in America, they are choosing their own suicide voluntarily. Nobody putting a gun to their head. They're choosing to commit a suicide mm-hmm. as a civilization. And that's what's remarkable to me that collectively, they just decide to go mad and destroy their country. It is the best country in human history, and they are determined to destroy this country in the name of I don't even know what.
2: Listen, I want to thank you. We're out of time. You are absolutely fantastic. I'm going to bring you on my Fox show as well to have this discussion. Uh, You're very courageous. What you've been through is horrific, and uh, God bless you for being in America. Take care of yourself.
5: Thank you so much. I have read a lot of your books, so thank you for everything you do for liberty and
2: America. Aren't you kind? <laughs> thank you. Take care of yourself. The book is While Time Remains, A North Korean Defector Search for Freedom in America. You can get it at Amazon.com, any one of my uh, social platforms as well. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. to mention all show this Sunday Life, Liberty and Levin the number one show don't miss it it's my exclusive interview with Donald Trump you'll say what do you mean exclusive Hannity Tut. listen it's not only about his book it's letters to Trump you're not going to believe these letters they're going to be the first time discussed from Oprah from Obama from Nixon Reagan all kinds of people and sports in entertainment um, people you know some you don't know what they said about him in the past Alec Baldwin and his responses and I use those letters as a way to ask him questions about current events about past events about his his beliefs and so forth and so on it really is completely a unique type of an interview and of course I let him speak which also makes it nice Um, So that's this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and you know your own time. I want to thank the folks at YAF, the Reagan Ranch Center, the Reagan Ranch. I want to thank you all for what a wonderful time we're having here. Don't forget Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Lock it in, baby. You can always use your DVR. And most of all, you, the American people. I'm blessed to have you there. Thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow.